Hi guys and welcome back to the AC podcast. The second one um, only came out what a few days ago. Now, if you haven't listened to it already, then go and listen to it. Got six whole listeners so far. Six. Um, that's brilliant. That's, I know. That's a good start, at least you know. I've got this uh, Liverpool fan, Luca, back. Um, and this week it's all about the World Cup. Obviously, the World Cup starts on Thursday or whenever you're listening. I don't know when this will be out, but. It may have started already, but it's it's this week. It's starting. Everyone's really excited about it. So the whole of this podcast, we're just going to speak purely about the World Cup. We're going to talk about England's opener against Tunisia, the starting lineups. We're both going to give our own starting lineups. We're going to look through what we think Southgate would give himself. And then we're going to go through, we're going to try and predict every group. We've both written down our predictions. Um, we're going to go through top scorers, who we think the winners are, and then we're going to do a little sort of sort of like a not a sweep like predictor thing and then person who's most accurate will get some sort of monetary prize out of us um but how are you luca i'm all right thanks how's how's your day been it's very good thanks i was i was very impressed by the the reception of the first one i think uh, the internet obviously two likes the internet went completely mad over it Um, yeah you can expect obviously Best UK podcast in a few weeks. Exactly. A few weeks, best UK podcast, top of iTunes. Um, So, looking at the World Cup, what are you looking forward to most about the World Cup? Obviously, for me, I personally prefer the group stages. I think the first week in particular is the most exciting. When it gets to the last 16, you know, knockout rounds, it's it's not as exciting. It's a bit more predictable, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... uh, I'm not a massive fan of the World Cup just because... Seriously? Weirdly, I've never enjoyed it as much because I always watch the teams I haven't seen before. I never watched, you know... I'm Mm. I'm not as enthusiastic as I probably could be. I'm I'm actually quite looking forward to this World Cup because we haven't got the big likes of Italy, the Netherlands. Mm. You know, we've got a few more under. We've got a few more... Panama, never seen before in the World Cup. We've got Panama under. We've got Iceland in their first ever World Cup. We've got Senegal... Tunisia, Morocco, Egypt first World Cup in in 25 years. Morocco haven't been there in a Mm. while. I'm really looking forward to seeing these these underdog teams sort Mm. of come out and you know, especially in the groups where the big teams will play the the small teams. The small teams will be really, really, really keen to sort of you know make their make their mark on this World Cup because I think I think it's an opportunity for them to to really shine. I'm really looking for. I love watching like underdog countries in international football. Yeah. Um, looking at the groups, I think I'm just having a look at them. I think it's a pretty good draw in terms of excitement for these group stages. We obviously got we've got two groups which are pretty easy to predict. We've got two big teams and then two smaller teams, pretty easy to predict. We've got two groups which are quite a lot substantially weaker, I'd say. Um, but it's very hard to predict them because there's four teams that aren't. There's not a particularly huge gap between. And then we've got three teams where there's one. There's one overriding team of quality and the other three is quite hard to predict that's my so, that's my favorite sort of world cup group where the first yeah. the first team might be the best team but the second spot is up for grabs for three yeah. teams i really think there's three groups like that i'd is, say yeah yeah d e and f no no c i think there's four teams like that i think i think groups. c yeah, d e f yeah c yeah, exactly c d and f and, and uh i think a actually if you consider uruguay to be a, a big gun I, I, I would say A and H are the two weaker groups. Yeah, Pete, I mean, on first instincts, that group is group A, Egypt, Uruguay. Definitely the weakest. R- Russia and Saudi Arabia doesn't look like a very, you know, entertaining group. But I think I think we can expect sort of big things. The host nation, Russia, will be keen to, I suppose. to to make an imprint. I think Saudi Arabia. I think they're just they're happy to be to, to be to be around. To be honest, they're they're pretty glad that they got invited. Mm. Um, I mean, and they qualified. Exactly. I didn't get I invited. Know. I don't know how they got Egypt. Obviously, they, they've got the whole country behind their football team at the moment. They love their football at the moment. Mo Salah. Yeah, exactly. And Uruguay got massive pressure with sort of quite an aging team. Mm. They've got massive pressure to, to to make a mark on this World Cup. I mean, they've disappointed mm. in the past few World Cups. So I think I'm actually. Oh, they reached uh, what the semi-finals in 2010, didn't they? They they I think they did. They did. Yeah, they lost. They they did. They lost to. That was very unexpected yeah, as well. well. It was. That it was, was just when Suarez was emerging as one of the best strikers. As one of the best and, goalkeepers yeah. in the inter- in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, that was annoying. I'll never forget his his save against, his save. I'm doing quotation marks. I'm, against Ghana and then obviously mm. cheering as they run off, run off into the tunnel but obviously that's that's the World Cup that's what the World Cup is it's you know it's it's um it's all about that all about that passion that intensity that you don't mm. see as much in all 
week to week basis in league matches. Yeah, every game feels huge, exactly. and you can sense the desire from every single player. I don't think you, when you look at club football every week, you see players who aren't really putting in a hundred percent. You don't see that in the World Cup, and you see everyone almost at the peak of their game. I think as as a fan of other sports where club football is club not club football club the club and the domestic leagues are are more about your pride in playing for your local team and you know mm. um, football isn't obviously about that because we, we it's, it's very, sort of the opposite exactly club football yeah. is a financial thing and, and I've, I've been quite disappointed that disappointed with that you know but the World Cup you really see they, they really literally wear their hearts on their sleeves and on their badges mm. and they that everyone is, is is thrilled to be there and really really um, keen to make to, you know to do their best because it's obviously mm. they represent their country it's the honour of that and it's the they mm. feel like they're doing a service for you know the, the people back home, I guess. And we're going to get on to England. Um, obviously, first game against Tunisia. I think it's on the Monday, the 18th. Um, we should realistically win that game. We should realistically beat Panama. We I think it will come down to... Yeah, well, we do. For some reason, there is some optimism. Don't know where it comes from. Every single World Cup, every single Euros, the same... Time, every, every time we get let down. I disagree, actually. I think people are very, very nihilistic when it comes to England. It's, it's, it's quite strange. I don't know where it half, comes from. We, we have, we've lost our sense of, of national pride when it comes to sports, I think. Mm. I think, you know, as a, as, a, as a cricket fan, England and cricket, they've, got, they've even got more support than the England football team, really, because a lot of people, a lot of people mm. are very, very cynical. Not, not having more support, but they've got uh, a more passionate fan base because England, Potentially. Football, England football fans... I mean, they're quite cynical, weirdly. Some, some of them are very optimistic. Some of them are overly cynical. But you know, there's, there's, always, there's always that bunch of people who are like, no, it's not England. But I don't understand how you, where this optimism comes from. Every single tournament. I think it's reasons to be optimistic about England. Look at, look at why our, we can win the World Cup. Look at our squad, though. I, I mean, I, I, I watch the Premier League, and I see those players in those deep, like, you know. I, I'm Kane, looking at, I don't Kane think Ali, it's the best squad Kane we've Ali had. Sterling, for example have had brilliant seasons. I mean, I think, I think the players in the England team are, are good players. And we've always got a reason for excitement because they've always, they've lost, you know, at least a few of them have had good seasons um, and because they've obviously been pushing for their World Cup place. I think we've got reason to be optimistic because we've got decent players. It's just that, do they ever really turn up is the question. Mm. I think in past World Cups, obviously that's, that, that hasn't been as much the case, but, you know, it could be different this time. I think I'd look at this squad and think it's probably on paper weaken what we've brought to recent tournaments, and that we've completely we're past the so-called uh, golden era when we had the likes of Gerard Lampard, uh, Terry Ferdinand Scholes, you know, all of them. We've passed that era, and I'd say looking at our squad, we've got one world-class player in there, and that is we haven't really had that. That obviously being Harry Kane, we haven't had that. We've normally had probably four or five in the squad, at least for the last few tournaments, the last like ten years or so. But the one thing I do say is that the spirit and the togetherness in the camp does look quite different to previous World Cups in that. And I, th- I think I, I th- was it. I saw in a, an interview with someone on Sky Sports. I think it might have been Kyle Walker or Deli Ali. It was one of them. I can't remember who it was. They were doing interviews with all of them. And one of them said, oh, we don't have this thing, which apparently I've heard the likes of Ferdinand say was a big problem in that golden era, is that there was rivalries within the camp in that you play for Spurs, you play for Chelsea, so I'm, I, I don't want to play with you. That doesn't seem to be prevalent in this squad. I think, yeah, we as football fans, we're not too keen on our rival clubs. But also, mm. not just... I mean, obviously, that's... that's I mean, that's I find it hard to support Kane, even in an England yeah. shot. I mean, in the, same, in the same way, when Ross Barkley went to the last World, World Cup, I found it hard to support him. I don't think he Sorry, played, Euros, though. Euros. Um, he, went to he the, didn't go to the Euros. He didn't go to the Euros? I don't think so. Well, he, was, when well, he, he, might, he might have, but he didn't play. He or, didn't play. Or, or oh, no, he definitely did. He didn't play, but he went to the World Cup. World Cup, sorry, yeah. So, when, so Ross Barkley, the World Cup, I remember him coming on and me just going, am I English, really? Because, mm. I mean... Other leagues won't understand this, but you know, football in football rivalry in in in, the, in England and specifically is so intense. Mm. I mean, I I de- I I have no motive to hate Chelsea inherently. Obviously, them being just just mm. the fact that they're as they're, they're as good as us. I hate Chelsea. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to make a video on that. 
Uh, coming up, yeah. five reasons to hate Chelsea. YouTube.com forward slash ACTV. <sighs> Chelsea FC, why do I hate them? Coming soon. No, I'm, um, but yeah, I, I hate, I hate, I don't know I hate, but I, my rivalry with, with these other clubs, Manchester United, you know, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, it's, it's, it's so intense because it's such a competitive league. And yeah. other, other leagues won't understand this. Yeah, you've got so one or two teams. That you, you, you're so proud that you don't want to see, you don't want to, you don't want to support those other players. I mean, you don't want to support Harry Kane because he yeah. he scored against you in the North London derby, and that's I mean, the, obviously, that's I the want worst thing a human being well. can do really yeah. in your life is, and so you know, it's yeah. You're going to say, yeah, I, I want him to do well, obviously for England, but it's, it's slightly harder. But I think I had the same with Rooney. I had, I had the same with Rooney. I didn't. Yeah, I, never yeah, I can to understand. Score, but I wanted him to to do to play well because yeah. I wanted us to win. I think if another thing to that is. I wanted as many Arsenal players to go to the World Cup and I'm for example I have I sort of have preferences to the play, to the nations that have Arsenal players within for example Switzerland uh, Nigeria El, uh, Egypt with El Neni but I what I was addressing was sort of the in squad sort of feeling towards other players in the squad that they don't seem to have that feeling this year which they did have in the golden era yeah I apparently think, i think you're right because um people felt that there was something special going on there mm. because those players were so good and that people were excited oh what if jared and lampard played well together that mm. what an incredible midfield combination and obviously it turned out not to yeah. work and um for reasons definitely still, not still unknown that they, it, it didn't really turn out to work but mm. i mean People get excited by by seeing those combinations of great players. I think now, the the teams in the in England are good within themselves. I think, you know, Arsenal for example or Chelsea for example, they're good because of not the English players. Yeah, and so your support English for them players is aren't not, as is prominent not, nowadays. Yeah, your, your support yeah. of them is not predominantly because of England players, and the and England play, the English players aren't. You know, they're, they're not the most iconic people in that in those teams. So That's when, it, true, when yeah. it comes to international football. They haven't got as much to be proud of. That's definitely They've true. They've got more of a reason to cooperate, which is probably a good thing. But they haven't got as much reason to dislike each other. Now, you know, yeah, yeah. think about, uh, for example, Gary Neville and Steven Gerrard playing in the same England team. You can imagine. I mean, they they are the face of Liverpool and Manchester United. Exactly. They're not. They're obviously not too keen on each other. Mm. Uh, you can imagine there being a little bit of rivalry there because there's that massive history, and they are the they are they, are, they represent they, those clubs. That the English players of those clubs, and they are—they're like the, the the flag bearers for those. Mm. Um, and, but in you know, it, what's the what's the equivalent now? I mean, like, Henderson, Kane, exactly. What I'd say they're Henderson, obviously the Liverpool captain, but Liverpool and Spurs are probably two of the more. I, sp- I think you probably have more Liverpool and Spurs players than any other club in the England squad, in, if in, you know what I mean. And they're not particularly big rivals. Um, Danny Welbeck I mean he's a, a Manchester United boy I don't think he has any feelings towards Tottenham I, I don't think there are those rivalries to exist in the team I think I think you're right I think that the rivalries aren't as strong because of the because of that but yeah um, I, I think that will help us though because we need a team spirit we do need that we've, we've mm. lacked that previously yeah. we need the team spirit we need to get behind, we need to sort of have a bit more faith because it's quite a young team mm. they haven't got much experience they haven't proven themselves that much we just have to have a little bit of sort of blind hope and really just go for it. Hopefully. Yeah, and that's that's what luckily we, you know with less rivalry, I think we'll be we'll, we'll be in a much better place to sort of. I mean, none of no one's really that enthusiastic about about England's chances, but we'll still mm. we'll still support them the whole way, I guess. Obviously, we're going to look at the teams that we would play. Obviously, every year before the World well every time there's a tournament before the World Cup that is what the talk is about who will start in the first game I think it's, it's just it's a huge debate we're going to go through the teams that we personally picked um, using Southgate's uh, formation using his system that he likes to implement where he goes with the back three the two wing backs then the one sort of sitting and then the two further forward and then the two up top um, so I'm going to go with my team first in goal, I've gone with Jack Butland. Um, obviously, a big debate going into this World Cup. Will it be Butland? Will it be Pope? Will it be Pickford? I think the two leading candidates were Pope. Sorry, were Pickford and Butland. Pope. A lot of people have I've actually seen on social media calling for him to start. I think that's a bit. 
I think he's had one good season. I don't as much as he was brilliant this season. I don't think hasty. he's he's not at the same level as a a Pickford or a Butland, even though he has had this good season. I think yeah, it's a bit of a hasty decision to sort of mm. throw him in there because he is still quite an inexperienced. Player. Yeah, I mean he was he's had what one season of Premier League football, but whereas Butland Pickford have had several seasons now. Um. Yeah, I don't know what what I have. I, for some reason, I have more confidence in Butland. He's a bit more imposing. He's a bit bigger. Yeah, I mean, I think he is potentially more error prone than Pickford, which could be a worry. But I don't know. I had this feeling that I'd go with Butland personally, but I think he will go with Pickford, just because he's given Pickford the number one shirt, and I think Pickford's distribution's a bit better, and Southgate likes that. What? Who have you gone for? In oh, your... I went. I went for Butland in goal purely because mm. I think Southgate has more faith in Butland. I mean, whether Butland or Pickford is a better keeper, I think is, is a debate to be had. I, 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 I prefer Pickford as a person, although he plays for <laughs> I mean, not as a person. Sorry, as a, as a as a player, I'd rather have him in my squad. But mm. uh, I think he ha- I think he has more faith in Butland because Butland, in the qualifiers, did play a few more games. You know, he, he has, he has, he is growing, he's gro- slowly. I'm pretty sure Hart played every game in the qualifiers. Though. Sorry, really? Okay. Yeah. Even. In the recent friendlies, I, th- I, I, th- I have the feeling he's going for Pickford. Okay, fair enough. Just for the fact he gave him the number one shirt um, in the squad. Butland's got 13 and he seems to be start. he started Pickford in the first game of the two qualifiers and the first game tends to be the team that he's favoring towards if you looked at the last two quali- uh, sorry friendly games we've had against Nigeria and Costa Rica the first game we played the better team the second game we played the likes so, of Delft that's fair enough I thought I thought, I thought Butland had played more but if, if he if he's if he's showing signs of picking Pickford I think then mm. fair enough but I don't know Butland would just you seems, go for Butland then? I would I would probably I wouldn't mind I don't think I don't think it's that big of a difference who are you going for who are you going I'm going for? for Pickford I'm going for Pickford you're, you're going for Pickford I want, I, I, I want to see Pickford don't change your mind have you written down Pickford I, 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 I've got to be honest I've written down Butland slash Pickford okay so I'm, 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 I'm going with Pickford at the last minute okay um Onto the back three. I think there are two members of the back three who are pretty much certain to start. I think Kyle Walker's really cemented his place as this right-sided centre-back. I think a lot of people were sort of questioning that when he first did that in one... I think it was one of the Brazil-Germany friendlies in March, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, he went with Walker. And since he's he's performed very well there, I think he's He's one of the players. He can come out defence with the ball. He's very athletic. I think it suits him very well. I think he's nailed down uh, that place at the right-sided centre-back. I've gone with Stones in the middle. I think he's he's been playing Stones every game. Obviously, he didn't get a lot of game time this season for Manchester City. I don't, don't know why he loves Stones. Stones is a, he's, I, I think I, rubbish. I think he's been solid in these, in these friendlies. He's obviously, as I think it's becoming a theme in this, in this squad, that He's gone with Pickford because his distribution's better, I think. Stones, obviously, very good ball-playing centre-half. I can understand why he's gone with Stones. Um, and I, I think Stones will play every game. I think he's sort of... He's the main centre-back, but Southgate is identified. I think you're missing the key fact, which is Stones is an Everton lad. That's, that is a, one reason not to pick him. No, I'm kidding. Um, <sighs> but yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a decent, decent ball-playing centre-back. Who's... so you? You've got Walker, he's, he's Stones. Stones. And my third one, I've gone for Maguire. Um, I think Maguire had a very good season. He's another player who's very, very confident in the ball, very good at coming out from the back. Phil Jones doesn't really offer you that. Cahill hasn't really played that well for Chelsea when he's come in. Maguire's definitely had a better season. But then if you say that, you could go back to the thing, well, Pope's had a better season than Butland or Pickford. But I just think Maguire, I think he played every game for Leicester this season and he was excellent. Um, maybe a little bit overhyped. People talking about way too much, but he's definitely for me. I'd start him as the third centre back on that left side. Um, what would you say? Who do you go for? Yeah, I went. Yeah. I went for. I sort of. I had two alternate things. I definitely think definitely Walker will play. Two alternate again. No, but as in, I th- be decisive. One of them. I think one of them will definitely is more likely to be than the other. But I think. So you went for Walker. I went. Well, I think Walker is apart from this. He just will be in mm. the team because he's. He's like he's perfect for that team. I think I think he's in in terms of the defensive area. Southgate's building the team around building the defense around Walker because of 
his, ver- yeah. his versatility, his pe- he's got good pace. Yeah, he's direction. very athletic. And he allows the right back, whoever that is, to run forward, yeah. to make runs. To right wing back. Ex- right wing back, sorry. Yeah. Um, to, to be more attacking because he... He covers that that whole right space, and he's and he's mm. such a good he's, he's such a good defender, but he's such a good player just in general. So it's I think he'll definitely he's mm. a dead cert for me. Well, I think there was a thing that he's been playing more like a right centre back for Man City, in that when he came to Man City, we were looking at him. He's one of these right backs who's always bombing forward. He's always high up the pitch, but in actual fact, his average position has been slightly tucked into the right side and much further back than it was for Tottenham under Pep Guardiola. And obviously, playing under Pep Guardiola, that gives him the ability. Well, it shows that he's a very good ball-playing player. Um, so that's why I think Walker has adjusted to this position very well. Um, so, who is your other centre backs? Yeah, I think. Well, I sort of I thought maybe Cahill, Cahill and the Stones, Jones and Maguire. Cahill's not going to play, is he? He's Cahill. No. So I, I, prob- I said Jones and Maguire. I think. I think. I think. It, I don't. I don't rate John Stones as a football player. I, I mean, I've just seen... I think when he bur- first burst through, he looked like a brilliant player. He obviously had a few setbacks, joined Man City. His first season at Man City, he was rubbish. Yeah, and he got but I, I still think Southgate has definitely identified him as the future of England. Fair so enough. I mean, if we... If, if, if obviously, obviously, it's Tunisia, it's not... It's not yeah, it's not the, a fiery opponent. He may go for Jones because he can afford to, but I think sorry, he may go for Stones because he can afford to. I think Phil Jones would be a more confident um, selection because he's, he's. So you've gone for Jones. I've gone for Jones and Maguire because I think. I so think you haven't picked Stones. I haven't picked on the Stones. I think that's very Shock. unlikely, but he's. I mean, from Stones played both of these friendlies as well. Um, I think a year ago, I think Jones was well. Back in like October, I think Jones was looking like he was going to play, but he didn't play as much in the second half of the season for United. I think he had a few injuries. I think he's fell out. I think he's fourth choice now. And again, looking at the shirt numbers, he's given five and six, the traditional uh, centre-back shirt numbers, to uh, Stones and Maguire. So that would possibly suggest he's going for them. I mean, I obviously say this premeditating that John Stones will... Oh, I'm confused. St- John Stones will probably play... Uh, the, probably play the uh, the Belgium game. I think, I think he'll play all games. Think I think he, I think he's Southgate's first choice centre back. That's fair enough. I think I think he'll 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 uh, keep him on the bench keep him on the bench for this game. Um, but he'll definitely play the other games. If you think he's going to play every game, then fair enough. But I, I think I think there'll be a good deal of rotation. I definitely that. don't think he'll. I think he'll start Stones definitely. Fair enough. I think he's one of the nailed on. I mean, I think he, he, he'll probably already know his team, but yeah. Um, moving on to the wing-backs. Uh, right wing-back, for me, it's Trippier. I know that Alexander Arnold's been... I don't know what you're going to go for this. I'm looking forward to seeing what what you think. But I think Trippier, Alexander Arnold's still a bit inexperienced. I know he's playing the Champions League final, but in the semi-final against Roma, he made a few mistakes. I think it's a bit of a risk putting... Um, Alexander Arnold into the teams. That's why I would go with Trippier, and also he's been playing Trippier more regularly, much more experienced. That's basically it. I, I'll go with Trippier. And on the left side, left side, bit more tricky. I think he'll go with Young personally. I think Young's sort of had the better season, obviously, but I think I would personally go with Rose. I like to have players who are right-footed, left-footed, playing on their actual side, if you know what I mean. And I think especially, I think we saw it in the Costa Rica game. Um, Glenn Hoddle was saying a lot in commentary that it was sort of holding England's momentum up a bit in their attacks when Young kept having to come onto his right side. And I think that's why he should definitely go with Rose, personally. But yeah, I mean, inverted fullbacks doesn't... It never really worked. If you, if, mm. you know, we did it Fullbacks in particular, yeah. Yeah, we did it once. do it with the wingers, but... Well, with, with wingbacks, it sort of works a bit more because they, they, they push a bit more. They, but like suppose, they, but they yeah. always stay quite wide. So it still doesn't mm. really work because you have to keep coming back onto your other foot. Like we, we did it with, um, with Milner for a bit when we had three at the back. And it, like, it didn't... It just... It, it was so slow because he'd have to mm. go and go, run up the pitch and then turn him to his right Yeah, he'd have to come back. And if Young yeah. keeps doing that, obviously Young, he hasn't got a bad left so pre- foot as Young. predictable as well. Yeah, 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 mean, it's not great, but he is a very good crosser of the ball, similarly to Trippier. 
which is yeah. but I think Rose is the better player his fitness is the question I think if he'd been playing all season for Spurs he would have definitely started but he's only played I think it was 10 league games all season so that's probably what Southgate's looking at so you went with Rose I, or Young I went I, I was also deliberating over this quite uh, quite a lot. I think obviously Trippier. I think he's he's dead for for that for that right wing. Yeah, back. not Alexander Arnold. I think well, you know, as much as my heart says Trent, because obviously Trent Alexander Arnold is mm. I think one of the brightest young prospects. I'm I followed him for yeah, definitely. I, I followed him well before his his arrival into the Liverpool team. I followed him mm. from his academy days. I think he's a f- f- magnificent talent. I do think now Liverpool and England are going to start to try and see if they can use him in a not only in the right wing back role, but also trying to put him into his more natural centre midfield role because that's what he is in natural. I, I think in, until he does that for Liverpool, I'm not sure he'll do that no, for England. No, of course, but as in, but I don't, I don't think that's why he's in this England team. But I don't think I don't. Are they saying I don't think um, Southgate's going to try and if he if he does want to put him in put him in the team at, at this point in time, it would definitely think, be as a right back. It will be right as, it will be back. as a right wing back. Yeah, but I yeah. don't think he's going to try and make him a, a permanent member of this team mm. in that position. As much as he will Trippier, because obviously Trippier, you know, is a better player and and, and uh, you know, he, a lot he, more experienced. That's, that's, that's his role, you know. That's his mm. that's his position in this England team for sure. I think yeah, Trippier on that side. On the other side, I said um, Rose because I think I think mm. uh, Dyer will play with Henderson, and I think that works a bit more if if you have those two holding players. And and, and, and sorry, sorry, I yeah, Rose and and, and Dyer have that good connection. From Spurs, I think they I can. Suppose. I think when Rose is attacking, he'll he'll die. Will, will really be able to help him on that side. So I think um, mm-hmm. I've put those two players. So Rose you you went with Rose and Trippier. Yeah, I did. In the middle, obviously, you just said you'd go with uh, Henderson and Dyer, but I think it, I I cannot see that, and I think he's going to stick to what he's been doing recently. And I personally Most do probably, it yeah. against against Panama and Tunisia. In particular, I think he'll go with either Henderson or Dyer. He'll stick to that one player sitting. I don't think it's ne- as necessary to go with both when you've got three centre backs because no, they, they can. I, I don't think he will. Do. I think I think I would like to see that that being tried. I'd like to see that happen because I think I don't think it's the time for trying though in in the World Cup. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Should have done that in the friendlies, but no. I think against uh, Belgium, I think he'll go for both for the extra protection. But in this first game, I think he'll go for Henderson or Dyer because he only really wants that one. He'll stick to the the system that he's been playing, and I would do that as well. He'll go with that one, then he'll go with the two slightly further forward, um, the two athletic players who will run a lot, and then he'll go for the two up top um, with one sort of floating around. So the one sitting player, I've I've just gone for Henderson over Dyer just because of I think Henderson's bit better ball player he's a bit more creative um against Tunisia and Panama he's got to try and break them down um and also the the aspect of leadership Henderson's for me the he's probably the most vocal player in this England team I don't know obviously we touched on the last podcast don't know why Kane's captaining but yeah I went for Henderson over Dyer and then the two further forward I think that's probably the more predictable um players in the lineup. I've gone for Ali and Lingard. I think that's what he'll go for. Obviously Lingard, very good form this season. He looks to have cemented his place in this starting eleven. I think if Oxlade Chamberlain had been fit, he may have um threatened for these two positions. And Delhi Ali obviously had a had a decency not as good as maybe I mean, he's just a last good, one. He's, just yeah, a he's a very good, good player. He's just a very good player. I think he he, he yeah. merits that role because of his his just mm-hmm. just his quality I guess. And both offer a goal threat, definitely. I think they're nailed down. It would be those two or a Loftus Cheek, maybe a Delph, but I think he'll go think, with those two. Loftus Cheek has is, is got a chance of playing. No, this game. no, no. But I'm saying if he didn't go with them, he'll go with the Loftus Cheek. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so I, I thought, I mean, I, what I said, I, I wrote what I wanted to see, which was Dyer Henderson. Um, but do Ali, you need that when when you're playing Tunisia? I don't think. I think. I think they'll both be be fairly aggressive. I think. I don't. I don't. Obviously, Henderson plays a, plays a holding role for England most of the time. He he mm. often plays a holding role for Liverpool. In fact, almost always be, this mm. season. But last season, he yeah. was, he was playing slightly a, further forward. He was playing in a traditional centre midfield role, and I think those were his best games. I think he was he was really doing quite well. When he's as you say, he's been criticised for his 
you know, creative ability. He's, he's not, not a creative player, player but yeah. he's certainly got decent ball playing aspects. Yeah. And I think he's got more miles on him than than Dyer has. I think he I think he mm. just he covers a bit more of the pitch, he runs a bit more. So I would have wanted to see that. But um, what I th- I obviously Southgate hasn't tried that as much as we've discussed. He hasn't tried that as much as you know I may have liked. But uh, I think what he will do is he'll have. Mm. I do think he'll have Henderson. I think he'll definitely go for that against Belgium yeah, for the extra protection. I think I think he will have that against Belgium. I think he'll just have Henderson um, in that holding role, and then I think I, would, I think he'll have Lingard and Ali, just like yeah. you said. Yeah. And then up front, you can you know. You go up front, I think this one has been. Uh, debated I think Kane obviously he's, he's he's probably he'll play every minute in this tournament not every minute he might he may come off but he'll, he'll, he'll almost certainly start every game he's the figurehead of this squad um, he's the face of England at the moment he's the only world class player in the squad um, the other one Trent Alexander <laughs> the other one um, a lot of people it's, it's sort of between two players when you look at it it's either Sterling or Rashford I've gone with Sterling just because I think he's played a lot more this season. He's been very good this season. Um, a lot of people were saying, especially on the ITV coverage after the um, Costa Rica match, after Rashford's goal, that they were saying, oh, Sterling doesn't offer you this sort of strike. Sterling doesn't, he's, he's not as technically gifted when it term, comes to scoring goals. But when you look at it, he scored, what, 21 goals in all competition? 21 league yeah, he goals? Yeah, he bagged loads of goals. I mean, so I think... Yes, he's, he misses a lot, but he also has been clinical as shown this season. So that's why I've gone with Sterling. And also, I think he's just a better player than Rashford at the moment. But yeah, what do you go with? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I think having Lingard and Ali in behind Kane and then Sterling is ideal because Lingard and Ali do their running. Ali likes to have the ball. Lingard likes to run forward, just run forward with the ball. And I mm. think... That will take a lot of the attention away from that second striker. I think they'll have a lot. Have, they will have a lot more. Sterling will just have a floating role. Exactly. He'll be able to go Sterling where he wants. Just, he'll be like a sort of like a hawk. He'll be praying and waiting for the ball to come to him. And and, and yeah, <laughs> that was a terrible analogy. But he'll, <laughs> that he'll, was shit. <laughs> I think I, I I think he will he'll he'll float a bit more. But um, yeah, Sterling Kane I want up front. Um, because I think, that's I think Sterling's just a better player. I like Rashford. I, th- I really do. I think he he obviously played really well in the friendlies um, and in the qualifiers. But I don't think he's quite nailed that second striker spot. Just I don't think it's like I don't I don't see him excelling as much as I see Sterling. You know, possibly getting getting a few goals and and being mm. much better on the on the attack. Yeah, I don't think you can just pick Rashford because of his uh, uh, long shot ability. Yeah. I think you have to look at sort of what Sterling can do overall. But anyway, I think it'll be a quite a tight game against Tunisia. I think they'll probably sell defensively. I don't know a lot about Tunisia, but I think, I hope we can beat them. It may be a scrappy draw. You never know with England. I think we'll beat Panama. Um, I mean, if we didn't beat Panama, Panama, that would be a lot worse than the Iceland one. That would be a disgrace. I, I would book the England team a playing home if we, if we didn't beat Panama. Yeah, I mean... That that would be disgraceful. And then the Belgium game, probably look at it and say we'll probably lose. Um, but you never know. I think we'll get out the group. Um, I was looking through the sort of potential um, sort of routes for England. If we get second in the group, we'll probably we'll play someone in the group below, which isn't the worst group to uh, be sort of next to. If you know what I mean. There's four teams that aren't that great. Um, so yeah I think a quarter final place is reasonable um, obviously when we reach the quarter finals if we come second in our group we're likely to play Germany so I can't see us getting to the semis but yeah I'm going for a quarter final prediction for England that's the minimum that we should be getting but you never that. know we could go on the group stage I'd it's agree England. With that. I think quarter finals are pretty pretty good I think I, I'd be happy with quarter final I mean I think no one would could criticise the players if they reached the quarterfinal and went yeah. out to Germany. Yeah, if you lost, if you lose to Germany, you lose. You know, that's just, that's just, yeah. that's, that's no, no one's really gonna gonna beat Germany if Germany are in their best game. So, so you're gonna you're predicting England quarterfinal finish. Yeah, I'm predicting England quarterfinal finish. Yeah. Um, we've said that many times before. It could could go out in the group stage. Last sixteen, I think they would both be very disappointing. Um, 
But anyway, let's go through the groups now. This is where it gets interesting. We're going to go through every group, look uh, who we think, we predict who we think will go through. We're going to come back to these in a future podcast after the group stage have finished and see how many we got right. Group A, Egypt, Uruguay, um, Saudi Arabia and who else is it? Uh, Russia, obviously. Yeah, Russia. Uh, looking at the group, obviously, if you look at it immediately, you'd sense Uruguay should really go through. Um, they're the on paper they have the best team in this uh, in this group. They've obviously got the likes of Suarez, uh, Cavani up front, Godin centre back. I'm really looking forward to seeing them just out to see how. Um, Lucas Torreira plays, who's a player we've been linked with heavily, and you actually, but I mean, both of us have been linked with pretty much everyone this summer. I just want to see how he performs. Yeah, I, I, I find it hard to see Uruguay not going through this group. Um, Russia, it's not the great, they're not the greatest team. They're obviously got a very aging defence. In fact, I think they've not bought that defence, the Ignashevich. The Berezutsky brothers, they all played against Arsenal in the in the CSK Moscow game. They were awful, um, very slow. I don't think they'll go with that. In fact, I don't think any of them are in the squad. Golovin, for me, is the standout player in that, in that team. People talk about Akinfeyev just because he's the most known player, the goalkeeper. But Golovin, a young centre mid, was very good for CSKA. I think he'll be the star of that team, but you can't really see them. I've gone for Egypt and Uruguay. What about you? Yeah, I said Egypt and Uruguay too. I think. Yeah. I, I, think I think that's think, the obvious. Yeah, I think. Two. Although I think Egypt really. I mean, I can't stress how much they rely upon Mohamed um, Salah to, yeah, be, obviously. to be fit and starting and playing because they're just they're, com- they're a completely different outfit with him in this side. So I think without yeah. if he doesn't if he doesn't play in the group if he doesn't if he's not fit enough for the. Oh, I think he's going to be fit for for Uruguay yeah, on Friday. He's going he's going to be fit. He's going to be fit. But if, if and even if he isn't, they'll probably beat Russia and well they'll probably beat. Even if he isn't fit for the Uruguay game with him, I think I would back them to beat Russia and Saudi Arabia. I, mean, I don't think Russia will be too will be too demoralised. I think they'll I think they'll um, they'll fight, they'll think they'll, they'll think of themselves with a with a with an okay chance if they, yeah. if, they if they win those games. You know, if they if they win against Saudi Arabia and, and against if they win that game against Egypt, then they, I, I think, think it, it realistically will be between uh, Russia and Egypt for that second spot. Mm-hmm. You just feel with Mo Salah, the probably the outstanding player in that Egyptian side, they should, if they do have Salah, get through to the group, get through to the last sixteen yeah, over yeah, I agree. Definitely. Russia. Yeah, um, group B. Yeah, so we've gone for Egypt and Uruguay. Group B is probably one of the easiest to predict. We've got Spain, Portugal, Morocco, and Iran. Spain and Portugal, it has to be. I mean, obviously, Portugal, Ronaldo, it's another one-man team. Although they did show that they can win without Ronaldo, obviously, in the Euros. But I honestly still don't know what happened in that tournament. Um, they were definitely not the best team in it. I mean, they won. They no, yeah, just, they they won. I agree, they won. They, they didn't win a game in 90 minutes till the semi-final against exactly, against yeah. Wales. So, And then, yeah, it should realistically be, be Spain and Portugal. I mean, if that doesn't happen... I'd be very surprised. I completely agree. Yeah, um, I think Spain will finish top. I think Portugal will right, but they're not. They're not going to really beat Spain. They the won't spot. challenge. They won't. They won't beat Portugal versus Spain, which is the first game. I mean, that looks mm. like a tasty game. Mm. Like, Portugal aren't really going to win that. I mean, you know, it might be close, but Spain are quite. Spain are you know they're a, they're a very very. Good I think side. Spain will contend to. They're, they're a candidate to win the tournament. Yeah, well, you'd have to say they've, they've disappointed in in the past tournaments. Year twenty well, sixteen yeah. and, and the World Cup. They they, mm. they they weren't really as good as people sort of people have seen them before. So I think mm. I think I think the, the great generation of Spanish footballers is is is, is, is gone. Is yeah, gone. But they still mean, got they still got fantastic. They've still got players. Iniesta. They've still got Iniesta. They've still got Silva. They've still got. They've got just loads of attacking midfield, yeah. loads of loads of midfielders. They've got, they've got, they've got, they've got goals. Typical Spanish players, but yeah. they haven't. They've lacked a striker in recent tournaments. Obviously, Morata, not the greatest player. He's not in the squad this year. I think it's going to be Di- it's going to be Diego Costa. I mean, yeah, um, I think so. I think he's he's also one, he's like he's, he's I don't know. If, I think we saw it in. I think it was in the last World Cup. He doesn't really suit Spain's style. I don't think since David Villa they haven't really found a replacement striker for him. David Villa and Fernando Torres, obviously. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think 
um, will really see the true colours of Diego Costa in in a in a, in a mm. team like in a proper team this World Cup because mm. you know he's been he's been helped in in the team that he's played with just by brilliant players around him and he's got good players around him. I think I actually think he'll put, he'll do pretty well in that team. Um, he hasn't really suited it in the past though. Yeah, I know, but he is a good player, and he will, and he has an eye for goal, and he has a. Obviously, he's just a big. He gets into good positions, yeah. exactly. And he gets into good positions, and he and he really scares defenders. So I think, I think you know, a player of his quality, is going to get goals, whatever happens, really. So obviously, those are the two teams that we think will go through: Spain and Portugal. I find it hard to see anyone that would predict Morocco or Iran any chance of going through this group. Um, group C is a bit more difficult to predict. Um, obviously, you've got France, Peru, Denmark, and Australia. This is one of those four groups, the group C, D, E, and F, all follow this sort of pattern, where they have one team which you'd expect to go quite far in the tournament, one outstanding team. Then you've got three teams who are... It's quite hard to predict, and I think that's why this is quite a good draw, because we've got four groups. I've gone... France, obviously, to go through. And then this one, it, it was quite difficult to predict. I went for Peru. I went for Peru as well. I went, I yeah. went France and Peru. Peru so far Peru the same. Was, Peru were quite surprised, actually. They did, they did all right um, uh, in, in the, in the qualifiers. The, in, the, in the qualifiers. But they also did well in the Copa America uh, no. a couple of years ago. I think they beat one of the big... Argentina, ones. I think they? Beat, they? No, they beat, I think they beat Brazil. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I think oh, they, yeah. So, um, on penalties, though fixed um but i think they're i think i think peru actually peru peru denmark for me i think yeah australia probably the weakest team in this group they've the best player aaron moy potentially tim cahill was always their talisman no he's not is he he's australian yeah he's he's going to the world cup oh sorry okay yeah they've got aaron moy um obviously tim cahill's the legend he's the talisman from previous tournaments but he's way part i think he's like 40 now um, he would, couldn't. He, I, I don't think he could. He, he'll play, but <laughs> he could hardly get in the Millwall team last year. Um, so they've got Millie Yedinak. It's not the greatest squad. Um, I'd be very surprised if they go out this group. We're, I think Denmark's, Denmark's another sort of one-man team. Christian Eriksen. Obviously, Lord Bentner's well, not made I it. You're going to say one-man team, Nicholas Bentner. <laughs> no, he hasn't made it. He, he got injured just before the tournament, and then they didn't take him. What a shame! I was, I was so. I know. I was, I was so actually looking forward, looking forward to looking seeing forward him to play. Arsenal legend. Um, <laughs> legend. Um, actually, I do want to say I think it was a bit overhyped. I mean, he was—he wasn't that bad. He, Bentner. He, oh, he, he, he was a young player. No, no, no. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. He had when he came through. He looked decent. He got like twelve, thirteen goals a season as a backup striker. This is the stage of the, of, this, of the podcast where Alfie defends Nicholas Bentner. He's, <sighs> he's mean, obviously the, the, almost I impossible. don't think it's necessarily come from his actual level. I think it's him saying that he's as, as good as Messi or Ronaldo. About six open goal misses that would that would no. He's, give he evidence was a decent player. I think it's more come from the fact that he he claimed he was as he, he should be playing for Barcelona and Real Madrid when he obviously shouldn't. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I think I've gone with Peru. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I couldn't. Who have they got? Have they definitely got a few players. Peru. Let me look at. I mean, they're squads. just. They're just. I mean, we, we, this is the level of research on this podcast. No, I, f- I forgot who they've got. I, I think they've got a few good players. I. I just. They're supposedly a they've, dark they've horse. They've played well. They've played. They, they've shown that they've won good games and important games in past mm. tournaments and friendlies. So. You know, they're always they're always a threat, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Group D for me, this was the hardest to predict. Yeah, I agree. This is the this best was, group. This I'm is the group of death. This, group. this is the group of death: Argentina, Iceland, Nigeria, and Croatia. When you look at it immediately, I think you you think Argentina definitely going through. You think Croatia on paper are the second best team? I think I think this is regarded as the the, the golden generation in Croatia actually. Well, I, I, with their you know that host of midfield talent, you've got uh, Modric, uh, Rakitic. Kovacic, Rakitic, Rakitic, um, 
Mandzukic, Perisic, obviously getting a bit older now. But this is sort of the last chance for a lot of these I players. I completely agree. I mean, at Euro 2016, I think they were one of the best sides in the group stages. They were, I mean, they were, yeah, yeah. They, were they beat really, Spain. They beat Spain with an absolute incredible performance. Obviously, they, they had a... 2-1. Yeah, yeah. 2-1. Perisic scored a, scored a brilliant De Gea made a mistake, goal. I remember. Yeah, that. I know. But they played so well. I'm a, I'm a partial fan of Croatia. So, I mean, mm. I love watching them because they've got so many good players. But I think, yeah, they are... They, they tend are, to let down in tournaments, though. Do, I mean, last do. World Cup went out of the group stage. Yeah, but they've got, they've got that ageing squad. Um, it's the last chance for this golden generation. I think so. I think they're past it a bit because, I mean, the average age is like 31. Is they're, it? Yeah, they've, oh, got, wow. they've got quite a lot of older players. But I think, you know, if, they all, if the Croatia players, they're decent, they're really good players. And they may not go through, but they may influence who does go through. They may, you know, they may... They'll, they're I not, think they're it'll be give close. Argentina, they're, not gonna give close. Argentina, they're not going to give Argentina an easy game. They're not going to give any, any, any of the other teams an easy game. So I think it's, you know, that's why it's the most competitive group because yeah. they've, got, they've got the best players. I think you look at Iceland, the ultimate underdogs. We saw what they did at um, Euro 2016. They, 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 I think they were in the group. They were in the qualifying group with Croatia, weren't they? And they they were very they were on par with them. I think they were. They, um, they, and in, they've in, beaten in Croatia this, in the past. In this World Cup, you yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure they were. I, yeah, they were. In, they were in the same group, and, and Iceland came top. I think, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, Iceland are fantastic. I love Iceland. Everyone, everyone loves Iceland. Everyone loves Iceland. Everyone's, everyone's Who, Iceland. Can you not like Iceland? Exactly. And then obviously Nigeria. The sort of uh, everyone seems to love them just because of their kit. We spoke about in the last podcast, but. Um, Obviously, we both had our feelings about the kit. I think it's all right, but it's massively, it's massively overhyped. Yeah, what? What? I don't, I don't see it's, it. It's just a bit of 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 green I mean, on, seen, on a white I've background. I've seen so many people wear it. It looks like something you'd wear in the army. It just, it's just a bit sort of ugly mm. and a little bit. It's a bit weird. Yeah, it's yeah. A bit strange. Um, Everyone loves it. You can't win a World Cup with a kit. And if you could, then you know, but that you can't. So yeah. So, but obviously they've got some decent players on paper. Have they it's, played well though? Have they played well? Did I they? don't know. They've got Iwobi, they've got Moses, Ihenacho. they've got Ianacho, Igalo. They've got what a nineteen-year-old goalkeeper, Zuho or whatever his name is. Okay. It's, it's it's an all right squad, but I'd like to see them do well. I I don't know why, but I've gone with Argentina and Iceland. I think. Everyone would probably go for Argentina or Croatia just because on paper those are the two best teams. But I think it's a very difficult one to predict. But I just have a feeling Iceland will, will do something again in this tournament. I think they've got obviously a brilliant manager and a, a squad that it, it sort of remind me of Burnley, Burnley of the international stage. Um, yeah, they've got... They've got that. obviously got Gunnarsson. They've got that physical yeah. presence, I think, that a lot of teams don't have. Grind out results. They do, they grind out results. They don't Very good defensively. They, they're very, very tight. They're very disciplined and they're very ruthless. Mm. And they're, they've really got that, that Burnley-esque sort of um, mm. demeanour. So I, yeah. um, I, I went for, realistically, Argentina and Iceland. I, I think Iceland will, will play quite well this, this one. They, always, they turned up to those, obviously, against England... Mm. Um, against Portugal, so I think I, I think. Um, so you've gone for Argentina, Iceland as well. I think Argentina, Iceland. Although I'd love to see Croatia uh, go through. I know that it were, I know I have to I have to sacrifice mm. Iceland for that. I'd love Croatia and Iceland because mm. obviously I'm Brazilian. I, I hate Argentina. That would be the best thing to ever uh, happen to me. Croatia, Iceland. Croatia, Iceland would be wonderful. I'd like Nigeria, Iceland, but I can't see that happening. I can't see Nigeria going through. I mean. I, I want an African team to do what I think everyone wants an Af- to see an African team in a semi-final because it's never happened before. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think uh, mm. if if this is the Nigeria team to do that and they've got that quality, then it's I don't not the best Nigerian team we've seen at uh, World Cup. I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously there, there are other African teams. I think I think this will be the most competitive group. Any any of those teams will, will be mm. disappointed with with going home. I yeah. think because yeah. they all feel they can they've got a chance. But um, yeah, yeah, I've just gone. I, for, I, I have that feeling about Iceland. Yeah, me too. I, th- I think Iceland. Everyone's really rooting for Iceland, but I think we actually believe that they've got, they've got the quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Argentina. I can't see them winning. I think Messi will be really fired up. Is his last chance to sort of win an international uh, trophy. Obviously, Maradona did it. He wants to be regarded as one of those greats, and the World Cup is. This World Cup is like the last chance for him to do that. Um, but he hasn't got the greatest team around him. Obviously, they've got a lot of firepower up front. Aguero, Higuain, Icardi couldn't even get into the squad. But defensively, they're not the strongest. But anyway, Group E, 
we've got Brazil, Serbia, Costa Rica, and who's the last team? Oh, Switzerland. Okay. So obviously in Group E, we've got Brazil, Serbia, Costa Rica, and Switzerland. Again, this is one of those groups where you've got the one very good team in Brazil that you'd expect to go through. The second and third, second place finish is quite a difficult one to predict. Obviously, Serbia, a decent outfit. They've got quite a developing squad. I think it's quite a young squad. But they've also got a mix of older, experienced players. I think you look at Switzerland, not a star-studded team, but obviously you've got some decent players. They seem to do all right. They seem to get to the last 16 and then go out pretty much every tournament. Um and then Costa Rica, the the shock of the last World Cup, obviously reaching the quarterfinals. They were a penalty shootout away from the semi-finals of a World Cup, and people expected them to go out the group stage. They had a very difficult group, um, obviously with England in that last World Cup. England, Italy, and Uruguay. Yeah, that was that, a I mean, very difficult that's group. The, that's the group escape of the of, of all time. Of yeah. Um, this World Cup, there's not as much optimism. I wouldn't. I mean, there was not much opt, but I don't think there's much optimism going into this. Um. Yeah, that Joel Campbell's the star player. Brian Ruiz has gone off it a bit. Um, he's got older. I've gone with Brazil, obviously. I think I'm going to talk about them in a bit, but and also Serbia. I think Serbia's team is obviously got Milinkovic Savic, who everyone seems to want. They've got Matic. They got Ivanovic. They've got Mitrovic. Um, he's not that great though. He's he's all right, but um, no, who are Tadic? They've got who? I feel like I missed someone out. Kolarov. Yeah, they've got. Yeah, they've, they've, it's a decent got, squad, it's a decent and squad. I think they could potentially be a dark horse. Serbia. I've just I've gone with them just over Switzerland. Um, I'd like to see Switzerland go through. They've got two Arsenal players in Granit Xhaka, Steven Lichtsteiner. But I've gone with Serbia. What, what, what are you going yeah, for? Yeah, I went Brazil because I think they're just, you mm. know, they're Brazil. Um, they'll find a way somehow. Even mm. if they play rubbish, which they have done before in, in, the, in the group stages, and then they, turn, they might have turned it on in the, in, the, in the knockout stages. I think Costa Rica mm. will go through. I think You're going for Costa Rica? I, I'm going for Costa Rica. Um, Fair enough. I think if it more is, I'd like them to go through. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that they're a, they're a good side. I'd like Switzerland to go through. Yeah, I well, think I mean, the, I, I, I do think, think they're a good Serbia. side. I think it will be a tough, tough second spot. Mm. I think I think Costa Rica will go through. I mean, you know, Bra- Brazil might not even finish first because they really screw up those little games. Like they mm. they have they've really really played some shocking performances against two one against, against North Korea. Exactly. Remember I mean, that? There, there was. I mean, obviously, I think Brazil will finish top, but you know, Brazil they're not gonna they're not gonna rest on their laurels. They're, you know, just mm. because they're world pedigree uh, team, they're not gonna they they can't afford to to screw up against against those opponents because they're not they're not bad sides. But I think Brazil will finish top. I think Costa, I think I think Costa Rica will finish second. Yeah. Okay. So you've gone with Costa Rica. Um, group F. I think it's slightly easier to predict than, especially Group E and D. I think probably the two most difficult. Group F: Germany, Mexico, South Korea, and Sweden. Yeah. Okay. Group F, obviously. Slightly easier to predict than Group E and D. I think they're the probably most difficult to predict. But we've got Germany, Mexico, South Korea and Sweden. Germany, obviously the outstanding team again in this group. But I think second place, I've gone for Mexico. I think they always seem to go out of the group. They always seem to go out in the last 16. Yeah, I, I, I look at South Korea. They, they were quite good 2002 when they reached the semi-finals, when they were hosting it. Um, obviously, that was a while ago now. And then when I watched them at t- in 2010, I thought they were brilliant. Me too, I thought I agree. I remember that. Yeah. But um, again, that's quite a long time ago. But they have got Son Hong-min, and it's pretty much his team. I think it's another sort of one-man team. I can't see them getting through the group, though. Um, I think Mexico, quite a solid team. They've obviously got Hernandez, um, Vela, Marquez... Got a Dos, decent team. Giovanni Dos Santos, is he still playing? No. Is he retired? Okay. No. I don't think. He might be. I don't think so. Yeah, because he's played in the MLS. If, um, yeah, that's true. He, so might, be, he, he might, might be. He might be, actually. Might be. I can't remember who that. They've got another quite 
stand up Guerrero. Guerrero, the keeper, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. a fantastic. So I was going to say about Mexico. Do you want to mm. carry on? I was going to... Um, yeah, no, I just think it'll be Mexico and then Sweden without Zlatan. There's nothing in that team, let's be <laughs> honest. You can't see Sweden going through. It'll be Mexico, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I... Germany, because Germany, no explanation needed. Mexico, I remember in 2014, they played against Brazil and they defended brilliantly. It was nil-nil. Mm. Brazil just peppered them. I think they've got quite a bit of firepower as well. They've got, and they, and they actually, on the break, they were, they were pretty good. They were very, very well organised and very um, resilient team, Mexico. So, I mean, I haven't, obviously haven't seen that much else of them, but I, I, I think Mexico, they played against the Netherlands in that same tournament and they only lost 2-1 or 3-1 or whatever it was. Mm. Um, they, they played really well. 2-1, I think it was. Last minute goal. Yeah, last minute right. penalty. Um, it was quite sad to, to see them go because they, they played I so well. In that they'll game. go out in that in the last sixteen again. Yeah, they just seem I to be that team. Yeah, Mex- Mexico are a decent side. They're very well organised, um, and I think they'll take second spot definitely. And then obviously England's group: Belgium, England, Panama, Tunisia, Tunisia, <laughs> Tunisia. Um, it's 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 a bit like the Group B where you've got two teams you'd expect to go through in Spain, Portugal, Morocco and Iran. Um, yeah, Belgium and England, it has to be, has to be Belgium. Yeah, if it's, if it's not debate. them. I mean, I, I'd love Panama to win the group and it to be Panama and England, <sighs> but no, Belgium and England. Yeah. Belgium, what do you think about Belgium's squad this, this year? Everyone's They've got a very good squad, but I don't see them going past the quarterfinals again. That's what we again. said four years ago. We said, oh, they've got the, the golden generation of Belgium. You know, it's the, mm. it's, it, um, they've got all those great players, but they really didn't mm. impress that, at that tournament. Um, mm. I think they got to the quarterfinals, did they? Or they got, I, I, I don't remember where they got, but they, um, you know, they, weren't, they, weren't, they weren't as impressive as we would, would have liked. And obviously in the Euros, they lost to Wales. Can't really defend that sort of thing. Mm. Um, although Wales did play well, but I think the Belgium team, although they've got good players, they've got they never seem they've to got a bad manager well. again. They've got, they've got Roberto Martinez, he, who isn't yeah. famed for his ability to turn international, especially defensively. Into brilliant size, yeah. Well, he's, I think this is his first international job. Yeah, I know, but he's not he's not necessarily a, a world class manager. So mm. I, I don't think people Belgium fans will be that optimistic for for their chances. But they've got a decent side, and mm. I think if. They'll get past the groups, obviously, but after that, you know, who knows? Not, they never seem to really play well in those, in those knockout games. Mm. And obviously the final group, quite a difficult one to predict. I think we could potentially have some um, disagreements in this one. I mean, we've only had one so far. I was not expecting that in, in the Group E, I think it was. You yeah. said Costa Rica I said Costa and Rica. I said Serbia. The rest of it, we've said the exact same. Um, I've gone for Colombia and Senegal. Um, Interesting. It's obviously Colombia, Senegal, um, Japan, and Poland. Poland, yeah. Um, Poland, obviously, you look at it. It's, it could say it's a one-man team. Lewandowski is obviously the world-class player. There's a lot of Blasovsky. nations like that. Still in the fold. He's a bit old now, though. Yeah. Grzycki from Hull. <laughs> I mean, he'll be starting. I think. Why? Sorry. Why Senegal? Chesney. Um, I want an African team to do well, but also Mane is a very good player. Idrissa Gay. Um, Idrissa Gay, Koulibaly. It's, it's a decent squad, and I think they could be a surprise package, potentially. Yeah. And obviously, Colombia, on paper, you'd probably say they're the best team. Um, Hamas, Rodriguez, Radamel, Falcao, obviously did very well in the last tournament, went out to Brazil in the quarterfinals. Um, so yeah, I went with Colombia and Senegal. Yeah, I mean... Um, I I think that I th- I said Poland because I think Poland are a better mm. squad. I think Poland you'd expect to go through, yeah. but I just have a feeling it's, about Senegal. It, but this is definitely an on paper group because I haven't mm. seen very much of any of these teams. But mm. um, Colum- I say Colombia and Poland. I I wouldn't mm. be surprised Senegal went through in the second spot. They've got good mm. players. Mm. I haven't seen them at all. I, I don't think Japan have any hope. No, I don't. Uh, we can sort their of, squad's very can, aging. Yeah, we can we can. Uh, Honda. <laughs> Um, Kagawa, they're past it. Definitely, Japan. Yeah, or Kazaki. Sorry, mate. Bit old. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically it. So we'll come back to this. Only two differences, actually, in our our picks. Maybe that shows something about the World Cup. It's not that unpredictable, but I think there'll definitely be some surprises. We definitely won't get them all right. Um, Who are you going to win it? Yeah, I mean, I 
think that the four teams that, that are most likely to win it are France, Brazil, Germany and Argentina. Now, I think Germany will win it because Germany are, you know, they're just German. They're, they're a great side. They've obviously, they won the last World Cup. They've got great players. I think this is, the la- I think this will probably be the last year where they will be the best team because mm. the, young players, the, the young players they've brought in, maybe not the, the best players. I think it was a massive mistake to leave out Leroy Sané in place of, yeah. in place of Julian Brandt, I think. Um, but I still think they've got a fantastic squad. You can't mm. really deny their quality. Germany, I think, will win it. Although France, I think, have got a, have got a good squad as well. I think. I think France probably have the most in-depth squad. Yeah, I think France. Any are, team. France have are, are best equipped to go the distance, to go to mm. go the whole way. Um, but I personally don't think I, I, everyone's talking about France. I, I wasn't that impressed with them in the in the Euros. I think their squad's even better now. I mean, the amount of players they've left out who you'd expect who walk into most teams. Who who they left um, out? Of, of Lacazette, yeah. Martial. Uh, Benzema got, obviously they've not got players in that, player in that, features they've got Coleman. players in that position that, that are going to be fine they've got um, they've got Paye they've got yeah no I'm not, no Paye's not in the squad is he not in the squad no well he got injured in the Europa League final but I'm not sure he would have been anyway he, I don't know it probably would have been between him and Fekir I mean, he had a brilliant brilliant uh, last last mm. Euros Rabiot as well Rabiot, Rabiot left yeah. out yeah okay yeah that, that, for that's Nzonzi cool. well they've got Matuidi haven't they they've got yeah and Nzonzi Kante Pogba I think they've got such a deep squad with so many good players. Mm. I think they'll be. I think they'll be all right. You know. I I just look at their squad and think it's a bunch of individuals. I I'm not sure they play particularly well as a team. Maybe that's a, a dumb thing to say, but I just, I can't see them winning it personally. I've gone with Brazil winners. I think you're a lot better than you were four years ago. He's referring to um, Brazil. In, yeah, Brazil, I, I said Brazil. I think they'll win it. Yeah. Um, obviously, Casemiro is a huge addition to the to the team. He obviously wasn't playing in the Coutinho last one. Coutinho as well in this World Coutinho's Cup. Coutinho's playing. In the last World Cup. I think in the Gabriel World Jesus, a proper striker, really, not yeah. fucking Hulk or Fred. <laughs> um, it's a much better team. You've got no no uh, David Silva, which is for David me. David uh, Luiz. Uh, sorry, David Luiz. No David Luiz. Um, You've got Miranda instead, or Marquinhos. Um, I think it's Miranda who will play alongside Thiago Silva, and obviously you've got a much better goalkeeper um, in Allison. I agree. Instead of I Julio think Cesar. In 2014, our team was very badly built around two players: Neymar, Thiago and Silva, and Neymar, Neymar and Thiago yeah. Silva, almost exclusively. And when mm. those two players were out for the semi-final, obviously we, mm. we got demolished. Um, and I think we've just got, not only have we got better players, but we're much better equipped because we didn't, we didn't have Coutinho in 2014. Mm. I think if Coutinho played in 2014, he would have helped them a lot. You had Oscar who's playing player. a lot. Exactly. Oscar. I think Oscar was quite good though in that tournament. He's uh, one of your better players. He wasn't, I mean, who was good in that tournament for Brazil? You Very, still reached the semis. Yes, yeah, somehow. I don't I know. think that's okay, sort of standard played, for Brazil we though. We played Colombia, beating 2-0, should not have been 2-0. 2-1. 2-1, sorry. Yeah, um, it was, should not have been 2-1. Um, we we beat straight through Chile. Chile beat them on penalties. Yeah. They should have won that game. They hit the post mm. and they and they were much much better. Um, poor Alexis Sanchez missed that missed oh, that yeah. last penalty. Um, and we have a ma- easiest group in the entire world. So I think mm. yeah we, we we were and we almost screwed up because we we drew, drew with, to Mexico. We drew with Mexico. Yeah, but you beat uh, Cameroon pretty convincingly. Yeah, we beat Cameroon like five. Although they were match one. fixing. Yeah, I mean. Um, but I, I, we were really, we were really not that good in the last World Cup. I think I'm mm. much more confident now. We've got very good attacking players, and we're not so sort of focused around Neymar and reliant. Around Thiago, yeah. So we don't rely upon him as much. Um, yeah. We have Coutinho, who plays in a similar position and in a similar style to Neymar. We have, you know, Gabriel Jesus, who is a goal scorer. We have his backup, Roberto mm. Firmino. You know, there are good players in that. There's obviously, yeah. I think, I think, I think it's a Tyson, better squad. Tyson's in as well, I think. Yeah. And Fred. Anderson Tilliska, is he Is in Fred the... injured, actually? Is uh, he out? No, I, I know he got injured in training, but is he I fine? Think, I think Fred's in the squad. Okay. Um, I think, is Anderson Tilliska in the squad? I think so. Yeah, so he's a very, very good player as well. So there's there's lots of good players there. And yeah. I think people will be confident. I think you've got they, the front three in Jesus. Uh, Neymar and Coutinho seem to have very good chemistry as I well, think, and I think that will be like, a huge. I don't like Coutinho factor. playing on the right. I mean, for Liverpool, he never. Do you prefer did. him to play in the middle? I prefer him to play in the middle. Bring in or, Willian or, 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 on the, or on the left, right wing position. Mm. That's Willian's all day or long. Or Douglas Costa. Or Douglas Costa, yeah, yeah. but not Coutinho. It doesn't work. We see against enough. England. I went to that game. He was 
he, he kept t- turning onto his left foot, but he can't shoot with his left foot. It was, it was, he was really uncomfortable in that position. So I think mm. Coutinho will play midfield. and then when Neymar, I don't think he will, but I would, yeah. Well, no, he, not, not that he will, but he should play midfield. I, and sorry. Casemiro, Fernandinho sitting is possibly That's, the best defensive two midfielders exactly. in the world Fernandinho. at the moment. Fernandinho, what a player. I think he's Casemiro have, as well, yeah. Exactly, both those two are, well, are going to have very good tournaments. Um, yeah, Brazil are really well equipped, I think, with their full-backs. Obviously, no Dani Alves. Marcelo, though. Marcelo, but no Dani Alves. I mean, who right-backs, you know, are we going to be okay? Maybe. I don't think that will be a huge problem. Yeah, fair enough. But um, So, who's your... I've gone top scorer. I've gone Gabriel Jesus, actually. I have a feeling that he's going to have a very good tournament. Um, a lot of people probably say Neymar because he's the standout player, but I feel like I have something, some feeling towards Gabriel Jesus uh, to score a few, quite a few and Gabriel, I think it has to be someone who's going to go deep into the tournament Gabriel, and obviously they Gabriel Jesus we're not, we don't, Jesus we don't, there's, no, there's no silent there's no silent J so it's, it's okay, Gabriel fine. Jesus uh, um, no but um, yeah I, I, I agree actually I think he'll have a really good tournament I mm. think he who's, so he's your top scorer I think Gabriel Jesus you're going with him as well going Gabriel Jesus agreeing on everything except the winners and two others okay we'll leave it there then uh I hope you all enjoy the World Cup. You're probably going to watch it if you're listening to this. Um, if you've made it this far, which you probably... I, I don't know. You, if, if you've made it this far, you have. I don't know what I was going to say there. Uh, so if you have made it this far, uh, thanks for what for listening. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs>